MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Xbox lover, Cable2KX! And of course, my uh, lovely co-host, Jazzy Fiddle. Hi. Where's Cable? <clears throat> well, he's in here somewhere. Nope. Probably playing his Xbox One X. Nope. Welcome to episode 182 of the Games Little Podcast. Jesse, how you uh, how you doing over there? You okay? I'm good. Yeah, I know we started late. You're a little yeah. stressed out. I am. Now, I have to go home and now, put hours upon we replaced, building the show. We replaced our. Yeah, I know. I know. You are so distraught. I get it. But listen, I'm going to give you some good news. We replaced our producer. With an Xbox One X, so I mean, this show just got better, right? Am I am I right? I mean, look at this box, hundred percent worth it. So um, I'm gonna say, like two, like we were probably like a one star show, one star podcast. Now we're like a three star podcast. That's like, give or take three stars, almost four stars. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I want. I'm going to do the sponsor plug today. So, gee willigers, my name's Dead Height, and if you like... No, I'm not doing that. But if you do have facial hair, you need to go on over to DetroitBeardCollective.com. They have all sorts of products to make you smell, make you feel, and make your facial hair healthy. And um, like a lot of us here on the podcast, we use these products every day. We love them. Uh, There's nothing better out there. DetroitBeardCollective.com. Here at Motor City Gaming, we want to help you save. So when you go when you go over there, when you find those products that you love, and uh, you go to the checkout, use that code MC Gaming, and you're going to save twenty percent on all orders over twenty five dollars. You can influence the podcast and get early access to all Gamezilla podcasts by supporting us on Patreon.com/slash Gamezilla Podcast, like Eight Bit Steve, who was our newest patron. Thank you, 8-Bit Steve. Yeah. You get cool stuff like swag and and get to vote on Fight Club. And, and you get coins. Early access. And because the I control the board today. Potential to win video games and um, the ability little, to little, say you're a patron. Little small print there. Um, coins are not actually redeemable for product. Okay, cool. Got that out of the way. Yeah. But everything else he says is legit. Like everything else Jazzy pitched there, it's real. Yeah. So, so I plugged it. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Apeit Steve for joining Patreon and being our latest patron. Wow. Okay. Um. Last little plug here that I have uh, before we get into team talk is we had a very special Gamezilla Alpha. No. Yes, we did. And we had Apeit Steve himself stop by the studio. That was his first time meeting us, and I think we had a good impression on him. I, I wait. That was Apeit Steve. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I, I think. Why was I calling him Bill? Well, 
I don't know. You call everyone Bill. So uh, I just kind of thought, I don't know, maybe he had a stroke a while ago, and this is just the way it's going to be. Well, sorry, Bill. Yeah. So anyways, he stopped by, uh, was on the Alpha Show, and he brought a very special interview from Yumacon that uh, he got to meet Cornshack, one of the YouTube sensations, and uh, was able to get a exclusive interview with him. Uh, so we uh, are bringing that to you via GameZilla Alpha. So you want to head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, MortarCityGaming.com, wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts. That's where you want to go. Search for GameZilla Alpha. And this last episode is a doozy. If you want to learn about speedrunning, if you want to learn about world records, if you want some tips on how to improve your YouTube channel all of that is happening on that episode of Gamezilla Alpha. So tune in for that. Again, another patron perk, just to slide it in there with this, is that we're going to have exclusive video content of this interview hitting Patreon first before we, um, before we uh, end up bringing it to YouTube. So, all right. Let's get into some uh, team talk here. Cable, how the hell you been? How's your Xbox gaming been going on? Uh, but you mean my PC, which has been playing nothing but League on? Yeah, PC League gaming. Give it to me, Cable. Uh, I've been trying to master my support with all these new rooms. And is he got the stupid music going? Nope. Not at all. No, he doesn't. League talk, new runes, preseason, shit's fucked up. No one knows what's going on, but we are gaming. I'm done talking. How's your weekend, Jesse? <laughs> Can't be done talking. Just tell him about League. God damn it! No, because it's a stupid X Men music. Okay, well, it's not X Men music. It's not. It's the, the Wii Shop. It's the music we play every time for Team Talk. It goes like this. And you would know this if, if you, you wore your goddamn headphones. I had a pretty good weekend in game. Time out. I don't care about what you're doing this weekend. You know what I care about is that this asshole over here, we've talked about this in the pre-show, small asshole, but he acts like a big asshole. And so he goes, hey, if you got me an Xbox One X, I'd appreciate it and I'd play it because everything you guys give me, I appreciate and I love you. But we gave him headphones. We ran him a headphone port. We gave him a whole damn computer. And guess what? He doesn't listen. He doesn't care about his fans. He doesn't care about you on Twitch, on iTunes. There is no port. It's right here. Jazzy redid the table, so he probably took it away from you because you weren't using it. But the fact of the matter still stands. He's a lying sack of shit. (laughs) He's going to get his headphones now. (laughs) Out of guilt. He's going to get his headphones out of guilt. He goes and blames me for music that I was supposedly playing, and I was playing completely different music. Look, at he's got Jazzy get under the table for him, probably servicing him. And I'm not talking about, like, oil change, or maybe I am. I don't even know what I'm talking about. By the time he gets on here to, to listen to this jingle, it's going to be over. And then we're going to have to do this whole thing over again. We just wasted everyone's three minutes. Can you hear that's not the X-Men music now? I hear it. Perfect. <laughs> How the hell have you been, man? How's the how's league going? How's the new changes for you? I'm enjoying the new changes. And I'm starting to learn the runes that's for support and are a little bit OP. 
like Klepto's fun and freaking OP. It's I'm enjoying it. I like I like the changes. Make it feel balanced and it made it me like learning the game a lot more. It feels like I'm on the same level as everyone else. Jazzy Fiddle, how you been, man? I've been good. You, what do you think of these league changes? Um, I think they have to tweak some of them. I think some of them are broken. Um, everybody has kind of filtered to two, which is perception and um, a tree and domination. Um, other than that, I think once they tweak it a little bit and people kind of get used to them, I think um, it'll be really good. I en- I'm enjoying the changes. I don't think in-game you're seeing the frequency. I like all of the little, like, biscuit gains and, like, you know, I guess what would have been, like, your keystone masteries of old, like, all the new ones are really cool. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. I've also been playing uh, some Fortnite and uh, some Forza 7 on my Xbox One X that I've picked up. Um, really enjoying that. Um, what? Yes, I'm really in. It's my first Xbox that I've actually turned on and played a game. It so. is true. You actually <laughs> owned an Xbox One previous to this that never got turned on. Yep. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm still a little, I guess, behind in the fact that the hub's all different and I'm trying to figure out the controls and like where everything's at. Yeah. But, yeah. The um, OS is definitely different. Mm-hmm. And it takes a little getting used to when yeah. you know you've been sitting on another one for so long. Other than that, I'm enjoying it. It's um, it's a lot of fun. The graphics are are awesome, and the CPU power of that machine is just beast. So, so. is the GPU power. Yeah, CPU, GPU. So A-A-G-U. is the RAM power. RAM. It's like a Dodge. That's what this thing <laughs> is. So much RAM. Man, I don't know about that, but uh, probably more like a Ford product. <laughs> <laughs> Just but, um, saying, a lot of money from the show comes from Ford, so thank you, <laughs> Ford. Ford's a great... Okay, anyways. Yeah. Anything, anything else? Uh, no, League, and then Forza, and Fortnite. And and you're a pro in Fortnite. I'm not... <laughs> you know what's really weird? When I, when I was playing Fortnite on my PS4 is I've got two, maybe three Victory Royales on the PlayStation side. And I haven't got a victory on the Xbox. You haven't played yet. solo so much. I, I haven't played solo either. Though. Yeah, I we've feel been like squatting duo- up in duos, and we've been having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, so. duos and squads, I feel like, are way more difficult because if your 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 teammate or your squad go down, you're almost certain that you're at the if you make it to the end game, you're going to be outnumbered in the sense of an actual squad. And and even if that squad's lost a few members, it's still like a cohesive working squad versus you. And that's, Let me tell that's you what, what, squads that's what has seems me, to happen. Squads has taught me something very important. Squads has taught me the reason for owning a Nintendo Switch. And here's why. I squad up with some people. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, but they know who they are. And then I call out in the communication, like, hey, there's a guy here. Everybody come help me kill this guy, right? And then nobody comes to help me. I get gunned down by, like, four people. And then everybody else just kind of, like, hides and runs away and goes. And so I'm literally waiting, watching the cams of the other three teammates as they successfully go down to the bare minimum of people left and continue to play the game, whereas I'm just dead. So thank you, Nintendo Switch for making it so that I have video games that I can continually play while I'm dead in my other video games and my friends are playing without me. Yeah, we all know who... Uh, yeah, we're not going to mention names, we all but know his initials start with Button Masher Caleb. 
<laughs> and there it is. Okay, well, um, I have been playing the Xbox One X as well. Picked up my Project Scorpio edition. Uh, this thing blew me away. I I had hopes for it, but I had my concerns, and I also have purchased a PS4 Pro and kind of watched that struggle as well as far as it being a product. And so for me, I am um, I'm pleasantly surprised by the system just from the, the sheer performance difference from the pro but even even like more so from comparing it to its own um you know little brother the xbox one s and um basically i picked up forza i picked you know i downloaded fortnite i already had a, a library of xbox games so i had the gears of war and i had quantum break uh, other games that had day one enhancement uh, updates and besides them being big update files which I, that part we've already knew was happening um you have some pretty big downloads you're gonna have to deal with you know forza was like 95 gigs but the advantage took with, me all day yeah for you it took you all yeah, day because i'm not hardwired so yeah the, the advantage that i like with xbox though is that my download speeds were like 300 megabytes per second like I never get those speeds on PlayStation because PlayStation pushes you through their their server gateways mm -hmm. and it throttles you. So um, Microsoft allows you to um, have better download speeds, and I really uh, I was yeah I had to wait a little bit, but once I got those updates and I played Forza and I played some of these games, I was just I was mesmerized. It's beautiful. The system is a monster. Uh, and it's little. It's half. It's 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 literally. I don't want to say half the size, but it's forty percent smaller than the PlayStation Four Pro. And so, um, you know, this and it's silent. The thing I never hear the system run, even with disc in it. It's quiet. So, um, so far, I'm very impressed with the box. Games are fun. Forza is a masterpiece for racing fans. And uh, yeah. I've been enjoying Fortnite with Jazzy. Then I play. I picked up League, and I tried the preseason with the new runes, and it's a mess because no one's really sure what to do. Everyone's kind of just experimenting and trying new things, and that's why it is cool because it does kind of feel like, as Cable put it, the playing field's kind of even. Like if you know if you've been playing for years, and and or someone like Cable who's just recently gotten into League. Yes, it's still not like the guy still has mechanic advantages over you, but the the understanding of a lot of the you know the items in the game and and all the all the ways that you should configure them and use them for loadouts, it's all new now, and everyone's trying to figure out what works, what's best, you know, what's broken right now that they can take advantage of, what champs are overpowered, but um, it's interesting. I do think the changes are. Good. I think it, I think it's I think they move in the right direction, and I think it's more welcoming to new players, which is important. I've always felt that masteries and runes and all that stuff that they that they would work on um, in the previous you know League of Legends patches, I never even fully understood them. I just went online and looked at like, oh, this person made this, and a million people have voted it as positive. I'm gonna load it out. Like, I never spent the time to sit there and learn the trees and figure it all out. And now these are much more straightforward and, mm -hmm. and just simplified to that point where now I'm kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to try this way. And the next time I'm going to try it a different way and I'm going to see what I like better. Never did that before. So yep. so I do, I do like the changes. It's just going to take some time to figure out, you know, for the characters that I like to play, what's the best loadout. 
I will say, too, Riot's done a great job of quick patching. So they've already had two, like, post-preseason patches to, like, nerf some champs that got way over-buffed with these new ruins and stuff like that. So they're keeping a really good eye on, you know, what's going on with their game and taking action to make sure that it's still fair. It's fight time. I agree with you. I just typed into the wrong keyboard, so just ignore <laughs> everything I just did. I'm not used to doing two jobs at once, okay? But um, no, I, I I think their changes are gonna are are good. Um, it's just gonna take take time for everybody to figure out what the hell we're doing. So, um, I I was playing one more game that I wanted to talk about, and it was it's called Ruiner, okay? Um, and it's by Devolver, I believe. Um. It's a, so I was playing around on the Xbox One X. I went into the store and uh, I joined the Xbox Insider program. Okay, so um, which they just earlier this year made it public where anybody can join it. And then as you build your levels up within it, you get uh, more options. You get more abilities for you know beta codes and uh, oh download the download the new Xbox OS updates before anybody else and test them out. And then you're able to report all your findings and you get points for it. And, you know, it's just kind of a way to be more helpful and also be an insider when it comes to Microsoft product. But but by doing that, I had to go to the store and and do a few tasks. And when I was in the store, I came across this game called Ruiner that that when upon looking back on it, I was like publisher Devolver Digital, which Devolver we've seen at PAX and we've seen as an indie indie setting. And the game is really weird. You're this human. That wears this um, mask, and it's a digital mask. You have a screen on the front of your face, and it's in the future, and it basically reminds you of like Akira or Steam, like that type of cyberpunk futuristic style. And with all with all this, basically advertises like with all these enhancements and all this improvement upon the the world, humans haven't changed, and they still are you know basically a bad creature. And so what happens is someone hacks you. You can hack the human brain now. So you wake up and it basically starts flashing where it says, kill the boss, kill the boss. And it's a, it's a top down, like dungeon crawling, running, running gun shooter. Uh, that basically you start, you end up in this city of heaven, it's called, and you're trying to kill this like mob boss and you get to the end and someone else unhacks you by you have a robot arm and you basically they basically blow up the robot arm to break your like trance that they have you in and get you out of there before you do something horrible. So then you wake up, they've repaired your arm, they've told you what's going on and the hackers of the hacker, you know, like so you kind of got hacked by the good guys too. They're like, "Listen, they have your brother, which is why we assumed you agreed to do this in the first place. We're going to help you get your brother back." And then you go on this adventure to try to save your brother uh, and and hunt down these people that initially tried to, you know, basically ruin your life and then sacrifice you to try to get an you know a objective done. And the game's music is amazing. The art style is very cyberpunk. Uh, the game was uh, twenty bucks, and um, it's it so far is totally worth it. The uh, the music alone just reminds me of like. It made me want to like sit down and take Akira and like watch it. Like it just it just felt so good. Um all the way down to like 
the lights, the the cycles and everything, the motorcycles and the futuristic looking the uh, equipment. It was it was cool. So I'm I'm playing that. Once I get further into it, I'll have more to say. But um, yeah, super cool game, Ruiner. That's what uh, that's what we've been playing. You can let us know what you've been playing uh, right on Discord. So you want to head on over to MotorCityGaming.com and right on that homepage, you're going to see Join the MCG Discord. You click that button and boom, you're in. It's free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. And we're in there talking about our games, talking about Xbox, talking about League of Legends, uh, finding people to play with. All that's going down. So why not uh, become part of one of the fastest growing gaming communities out there? Oh, all right. Um, I do have another thing I wanted to uh, talk about is our is our giveaway. We do have an active giveaway right now for anybody that's interested. And if you're a League of Legends fan, if you're a PC gamer, this is you need to listen up. We're uh, we're collaborating with Sheriff of Patty, and we're giving away a Logitech G703 wireless gaming mouse. You can sign up uh, on our website, or you can go to any social media, search for us. Uh, Gamezilla Podcast, Motor City Gaming, wh- whichever way you like to find us, and you can uh, you'll see posts for it right there. Uh, you can also head right over to Sheriff Patty on Twitter, Facebook, wh- wherever it is you again you hang out, and uh, he has those posts as well. So if you're looking for a way to sign up, and basically this is multiple entries. Make sure you're following us on Twitch. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Facebook and things like that, and you'll get entries into trying to win this. It ends at the end of this month, and we'll be announcing a, a winner. In a couple weeks. All right. I think it's uh, time to uh, move on and time to get into some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right. First up, Injustice 2. Getting some, uh, we, we, we heard some leaks, we heard some rumors, but it's finally happened. They're getting the uh, the DLC 3 pack, uh, Fighter Pack 3, and it's going to contain some, some interesting characters. <laughs> I just don't understand why Injustice is supposed to be DC-based, and I'm sure they have an equal amount of non-DC characters in there now at this point. Well, I yeah, I mean, I agree, but the uh, the cool... Th- it seems like they're trying to do something new every time, so what we're getting is we're getting the... Um, what we already know, the, the previously revealed Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and along with Adam, we're getting Enchantress. Yep. Okay? Both look pretty cool. They look like they're going to be fun characters to play and continue to build on that DC Universe roster. But on top of it, we are getting... Leonardo, Raphael, and Michelangelo. You forgot the best turtle. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot uh, the 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 uh, dud of Donatello. So the only um, character to know how to use his weapons <laughs> properly. <laughs> we went over this. It's a walking stick, and he never walks with it. He does not use it properly. He uses it properly. You just don't even know. All right. So yeah, this is this is the the announcement. A fighter pack three is coming. Netherrealm has yet to announce the release date for the pack, but uh, has confirmed Adam will be available for early access starting December twelfth, and then the batch of new characters follows. Um, the the previously released Hellboy, Raiden, Black Manta, and so on. So, um, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I I saw this and I was like, I haven't had a, a turtle like 
the last Turtles fighting game probably was the Sega Genesis Turtles fighting game that I played, and it was terrible. So, um, yeah, this should be fun. I love the mechanics of this game, so adding some skins of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'd be interested to see how the movesets are, where I'm sure it's... I, I think the team, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are one character. So I think there's a you're going to be a lot of their moves are going to be these like tag team moves uh, that they use against you. That'd be kind of sweet. So we haven't seen a whole lot other than the reveal trailer. We'll find out more soon, but and we'll keep you posted. Uh, on that same note, we want to trying to give our fighting fans some news because we always get called out. Well, today Final Fantasy 15's Noctis was announced. He will be making his appearance to Tekken Seven. This is cool. I like this. This is very cool. Um, this, it, it's starting to make me kind of want to pick up a copy of Tekken 7. Because I'm like, oh, sweet, Noctis. I like him. I don't know a lot about Tekken, but that's enough to get me in, and then I'll learn about Tekken. But yeah, yeah, Bandai Namco released a trailer that showcases Noctis battling against various members of the Tekken 7 roster with his iconic engine blade in hand. Uh, so that's pretty cool. You'll be able to check out the video of this reveal right on our download page at MotorCityGaming.com. So, pretty cool. All right. Uh, another other quick news, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus DLC release dates have been announced. So we knew that uh, this, new, this new game came out just recently. It's been getting great reviews. Um, we knew that the... Uh, DLC packs were coming, but we didn't have any information. We now know that uh, obviously we all got episode zero on launch day of no, um, November 7th came out um, episode zero. But now we're going to get Gunslinger Joe on December 14th. We're going to get uh, Agent Silent Death on January 30th. And then we're going to get Captain Wilkins on in March of 2018. So... Uh, that's your that's your lineup for the the DLC, um, which says over nine hours of all new adventures included in the Freedom Chronicles, as they're calling it. So, I hear nothing but good things about this game. This game is amazing. Yeah, I, I want. I can't wait to actually play it. I haven't played. It. I've seen a lot of streamers stream it, but it's it's really really good. The story is amazing. Yep. So yeah, if you, I mean, obviously uh, Wolfenstein one. And, and, and the DLC that surrounded that game were, was also highly acclaimed and, oh, yeah. and, and a lot of fun. So Blood Order just, was amazing. Yeah, this is just more more on top of it. So if you've missed this series recently, uh, I recommend getting into all of it. So, all right. Next up, uh, The End is Nigh is uh, a game that we knew was coming out um but we uh, weren't sure when, and it is hitting Nintendo Switch. Uh, if you're not familiar with this game, it is by the um, by Edmund McMillan, who created the game along with Tyler, is it Glalil? Glalil? Made the announcement in a post on Twitter. In addition to the end is nigh, um, McMillan is behind Binding of Isaac and Super Meat Boy. So... So there you go. This is why this game matters. Um, it is by by these people that have made some super fun indie games in the past. Uh, this will be making its way to the Nintendo Switch on December 12th this year. So not that far away. So yeah, if you're a fan of, of those uh, indie creators, get ready for their next get ready for the next game. It's coming. It's coming soon. This game is Super Meat Boy. 
it, it de- I mean, it definitely has that super <laughs> meat boy feel, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, in addition to this, it, it does have the super meat boy feel. And if you're looking for super meat boy, uh, super meat boy forever is coming to switch next year. So you will even get uh, your taste of that great game as well. So, um, the end of knife don't have a switch. Um, um, will be coming to PC as well. So, uh, in or sorry, launched on Steam. It's already on PC. Blah, there we go. People that have been waiting for it for Switch are now getting it. There we go. All right. Next topic: Destiny Two getting an update. Not our DLC that we've already talked about. Not our bitching that we've that we've already already discussed. We all have our problems with the game. We all love our the game, whatever. But Destiny 2, Bungie has come out and they are bringing 4K and HDR support to the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X next month. This will all be launching alongside the DLC of Curse of Osiris on December 5th. (gasps) Oh my gosh, I cannot play this beautifulness now. You're going to play the DLC. Come on. We're all going to play the DLC. I'm, I'm strongly thinking that I'm not. <laughs> PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One owners will soon be able to play Destiny 2 in 4K and HDR. Um, as detailed in the post on the developer's website, the update will arrive on December 5th, the same day as the expansion. Uh, and basically, according to Bungie, the update will deliver stunning gameplay with high dynamic range lighting for both consoles, as well as an adaptive 4K resolution on the PlayStation 4 Pro and 4K on the Xbox One X. So this is this is the interesting so part. So now of this. when I die in the crucible, I can blame it on the sun being in my eyes. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, and obviously, meanwhile, if you're on PC, you can experience these visual benefits right now. So this is stuff that was on PC that's now making its way over to the systems. Uh, clearly, they've tested it enough that they believe it, that the systems can handle it. But the big thing here that is surprising. Uh, a lot of people is that Bungie has come out and said 4K on the Xbox One X and then adaptive 4K resolution on the PlayStation 4 Pro. So the reason why this matters is we know we know the PlayStation 4 some can't technically produce a true 4K um, signal or, or, or resolution. It, it, it uses, you know, for lack of a better word, it, tr- it uses tricks to, to get a better resolution. But what we thought was whatever PlayStation is going to get is what Xbox will get. They won't give Xbox the true 4K then. And they did, which was something that we didn't see Bungie's relationship with Microsoft necessarily um, allowing that decision. But here we are. It looks like we're going to have it. And uh, a lot of people have been jumping on board with the Xbox One X. Um, So what, what are your thoughts on this? Is Bungie... Maybe Bungie's relationship with Microsoft isn't as bad as we think, or this 4K thing is just they don't care. It's not a big deal. I mean, I think it's smart that they're utilizing the consoles the way that they can. Like, they just want people to play their game. And if they can use the fact that, hey, with the Xbox One X being powerful enough to give you a true 4K, you should come play Destiny 2 over here because you'll get a true 4K experience. Why not? Like, why, why wouldn't they try to sell it that way to try to gain more people to come play their game? Whereas, oh, we're also increasing it on the four. Like, I think they're just trying to push their product everywhere, and I think it's a smart move by Bungie. However, you know, my personal opinion, like, not taking 
all of that out of account is I think they have a large issue with content in their game and the fact that they're concentrating on giving us a better resoluting a resolution and a better picture and not a better story or gameplay or you know end game is kind of annoying to me. I mean, it is, but we I mean, let's see what we get with the DLC here in less than a month and let's see how they uh, how they react to people eating that content up maybe too quick like i'm giving them i'm giving them these two expansions because i've already paid into them so they get these two expansions for that we'll see how they do clearly i haven't i haven't gone and signed on to destiny uh in weeks and so you know it it hasn't changed the fact that i'm not forcing myself to go play i don't want to play right now i'll be back uh early december but the um you know the big thing is that either like you make a good point they just want people to play and i think they see the xbox one x and the capability of this most the most powerful console on the market now they want to be able to give those people the best results they can because that's how that's why they're going to buy the game Right. If 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 we get these reports that's like, well, Bungie released this game, and because they can't get along with Microsoft, um, you know, they're they're gonna they're delivering a lesser product when it could technically do more. Um, that that's gonna turn people off. It's gonna. I don't care if it's Bungie, EA. It doesn't matter who it is. If you're gonna do that, and you're gonna say, well, these guys are gonna get this, and yes, you could support this, but we're not gonna give it to you. You're you're gonna lose sales. It's not like people will still buy your game, but you're gonna lose sales. So I think it's a smart move by them, and it's a move that I'm happy to see. Um, it's a move that's actually got me interested in even playing Destiny on the Xbox, which is crazy because I'd have to start over. But I'm still actually considering it because of multiple things. I talked about Mixer and how much I've liked this this new experience of streaming under Mixer. We love Twitch. We use Twitch as a tool for many things, and we will continue to do that. But for me, on an individual standpoint, being able to launch a broadcast, use any any USB webcam I want on my Xbox, and build it all out, and then just simply send you a party chat, and then say, invite Jazzy to co-stream, and all of a sudden people can watch both of us play through Destiny. You know, I was watching a raid of Destiny with four people, four screens and Mixer, and I was able to watch four people do their jobs throughout the gauntlet room. And I was like, this is super cool. I'm watching a runner. I'm watching a platform guy. I'm watching, you know, a shooter. And for me, I was just like, I know what all these people's roles are. So I'm watching them and I'm enjoying it because I'm like, oh, that was the runner's fault. Oh, that was this guy's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was just cool. And I could even interact with that and blow one of the screens up to full screen and just focus on them. When I did that, it would cut everybody's audio except for that person's audio. The technology just feels it just feels more up to date. And yes, there's not as many people streaming on there. Yes, it's not as popular as Twitch. Like, I get all that. It's still a cool little. It's still a cool little tool that's built into my Xbox and gives me reasons why I like playing Fortnite with you on the Xbox more because we can both stream it easy. Yep. So, but it, it, I wonder it, what Microsoft's push was on this to Bungie though. At the same time, like especially since there's that link between Windows 10 and Xbox, they're like, I mean. People are already getting 4K on PC, so like, why aren't you giving our other console that can have this quality resolution the same thing as these other people who are kind of affiliated with us, basically? I yeah, I don't know. Um, 
but so far I'm happy with what I'm seeing because this next topic that I'm about to, that I'm about to go into is that Overwatch is getting 4K support for Xbox One X. Yeah, this is super cool. So you got Bungie that's stepping up and doing things you didn't expect. You got Blizzard, which, not that I didn't expect it, but Blizzard's a big name, so when you see that type of support coming, that's this is cool. So uh, the team is currently exploring how the game experience can be enhanced on the, on the Xbox One X to leverage the console's incredible hardware, and it is working on implementing 4K resolution um, in the game on Xbox One X. So this is still something that they're working on. They haven't announced when when it's going to happen. They haven't announced if it's technically officially going to happen, but they are testing it. Um, I think I think it's going to happen. I think is at this point. Otherwise, I don't think Blizzard comes out and and makes these statements. But Blizzard said it's very important uh, for the team to make sure that the user's interface looks natural on a truly big screen, and will provide more details about its plans for 4K support on the Xbox One X sometime in the future. So that yeah, so Blizzard's basically saying it's going to happen. We're just making sure it's not going to give an advantage. Yeah, or or change players. the experience, right? Where, you know, exactly. like any of that stuff. So um, I think yeah, again, another cool thing to hear. Another game that I'm like, well, I already am invested into this game on the PlayStation, but man, do I end up playing it on the Xbox as well? You know, like it's starting to get to that point where I'm like, I kind of want to have the choice. I kind of want to see who's online at the time, and then it's like, well, if all my buddies are on PlayStation, yeah, I'll go play it on PlayStation, but at the same time, I can play it in 4K, you know, uh, on my Xbox, so... It's just interesting. It's just... I'm, I'm happy with what they're doing because of this. Yes, you don't have the exclusives, and we've talked about that, and hopefully with all these articles coming out that you're that you're trying to improve that situation, you will. But at the same time, you're you continuously are giving me reasons to play third party games on your console over someone else's. And I like that. So all right, so our big topic this week that I wanted to uh, talk about is an interesting um, purchase. Um, EA Electronic Arts has bought respawn for $455 million and confirmed there is a new Titanfall. So um, let's, let's, let me dive into the, a few facts here and then we can talk about why do we think this happened and, wh- and, and, and did EA truly feel they needed, they needed to lock this group down? So, um, Respawn Entertainment is being bought by EA. Uh, both companies are already working together on several projects, including a VR game, a Star Wars game, and a new title in the, t- in the Titanfall franchise. Uh, EA announced the acquisition, saying the move builds on a successful publishing partnership already in place between the two companies. Respawn CEO said uh, the move brings the resources and support his company needs for its long-term success. Uh, quoted in, we're saying we're excited to combine our strengths um, about because of the acquisition. Uh, in a statement on the Respawn site, CEO said there will be no layoffs, no major organization changes at Respawn, and games currently in development are continuing as planned. Uh, EA will be paying $151 million up front for Respawn with $164 million in long-term equity paid out over the next four years. Um, there's also a long-term consideration worth a maximum of $140 million 
But back in August, Respawn promised fans there would be more Titanfall on the way, uh, with the CEO saying Respawn is heavily invested in the Titanfall franchise. So um, in May of this of 2016, EA first announced Respawn was working on a brand new third-person Star Wars game as well. So those, so so that's the the light facts that we know, but now we need to necessarily kind of kind of look at this and say why why such a big purchase for a company that was that's already freely working with you? What 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 do you think? What is the one word? Microtransactions. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> EA wanted to lock down the fact that they could take the Titanfall series and this new Star Wars game and microtransaction the shit out of it. <laughs> oh man. Tell me I'm wrong. C- Cable, do you got a better answer than Tell that? Tell me I'm wrong. Kind of agree with them. <laughs> yeah, see, they want to be able to to tell Respawn, hey, these are great games. Now we want you to put all the shit in there so we can make money off of them. That's well, exactly what they're doing. So the reaction of fans was mixed. Okay. So it's actually the concern that would be more of a concern, right? Like that that that's what's going to happen to these games. The reaction of the fans was mixed, as some were worried that EA might eventually shut down Respawn, uh, as it recently did with the seventy-person uh, Visceral Studios. And uh, but EA paid two point two million per employee to get the two hundred five employees of Respawn. Uh, so shutting it down so soon uh, would be silly. So the the idea of buying it and then liquidating it just so that you could own the IPs um, is not um, realistic in the sense that what you paid per head for the studio. So you pay 2.2 what million per person? That's, per person. that's how it breaks down. If you look at the 205 employees of Respawn, it's 2.2 million per person. Can so I quit and just collect the 2.2 million? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think each employee received 2.2 million, but that's the value of each employee that you just bought. So to liquidate the company would be insane. I quit. Give me the 2.2 <laughs> million. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you would. Um, I taught. So the the deal um, with uh, through the CEO of Respawn. Um, and executive vice president of EA, they said that the opportunity arose and the timing was right to take the familiar relationship to the next level. Uh, they said that the Respawn would operate um, separate and continue to work on a Titanfall game, a Star Wars game, and a non-Star Wars, non-Titanfall virtual reality game for the Oculus Rift. Um, Quoted saying, we, we want to have the best games. We have a good relationship. The creative freedom is still here. DICE, BioWare, our studios have created freedom and creative integrity. Um, and that's what gets those studios to make great games. So they're basically citing that the other groups uh, involved in this have all had success. And, and so Respawn is just the next, the next group to join this, this pot. So... Oh, um, I forgot to read the last line. We would also like to microtransaction the shit out of the Titanfall franchise, thereby making tons of money. <laughs> well, it also sounds like the the other thing that was happening, and and, and the other company didn't come out and, and publicly confirm this, but um, Nexon, um, N-E-X-O-N, I've, I've, I don't, I'm not familiar with this company, but they actually um, had a deal to buy Respawn, and EA made a counteroffer. Um, and clinch the deal. So um, they declined to comment on it on the topic, but 
this sounds almost like they're they're spinning it like the time was right and we love each other and all this stuff right but it almost sounds like respawn might have got almost sniped from ea and then ea was like oh hell no here's double the money like and we don't know what the first offer was but clearly ea's offer had to be more but quite like it was kind of a side question is Respawns from Activision, they're the group that originally started Call of Duty, and they left Activision because they didn't like their business model with Correct. microtransactions and all that other <laughs> Correct. stuff. Correct. So you just went to another company that does this? Yeah. Well, a lot of people are also like EA buys out a game studio after shutting down another one three weeks ago. So like yeah, that's true though. But like, like how respawn, do you feel? Respawn's way bigger than that other studio. They are, so, but I mean, how do you got to feel about the studio that just got like axed? And remember what the reason was? It was just because oh, we're shifting gears. We're shifting gears, right? And so like you're shifting gears to buy this company because because we want well, them yeah. more than you. Clearly, <laughs> the the blurred out portion of that article three weeks ago was we're shifting gears to buy the Titanfall franchise. But this is the one that's with the Star Wars game, right? That everyone the third was, the third, third person yeah. yeah that they were saying it looked really good and had a great story because the chick from um, Naughty Dog was working on it yeah mm. so um, <laughs> yeah it, it was a report from Kotaku that was shedding the light on EA's move um, because it was a Korea Korea um, publisher the the Nexon uh, making a formal bid to buy Respawn outright now what I didn't know though is that Nexon um, currently publishes the mobile spinoff of Respawn's Titanfall shooter series. So there's that Titanfall mobile game. It's an, that's, that's who published it. EA oh, didn't okay. publish it. So they had that, and they wanted to acquire everything else, it seems like. Right. And then EA was like, no, not, not on our watch. This, they're too valuable to us. We're just going to buy them out. So, and when EA does that, usually, uh, yeah, yeah, don't say no. So, uh, At the end of the day, if they're throwing that much money at Respawn, like... Good for Respawn and good for EA because, you know, as much as I'm going to say that they're just trying to make money off of them, which I still think they are, they are buying into a franchise that has the word Star Wars in it, and they also are buying the Titanfall franchise, which is, yeah. well, to, you know, to be huge. fair, to be fair, this is actually good for Respawn because the, the one thing that people don't understand right now is that EA actually uh, has exclusive license at making Star Wars games right now. Mm-hmm. It has to be them. So if Respawn would have got bought out and left, that Star Wars project they were working on, they would they would they would have it wouldn't have been crushed necessarily, but it wouldn't have been Respawn anymore. Someone else would have picked up where they left off. Mm -hmm. So um, that does allow them to stay on board with that project and and continue it. So um, I don't know. Time will tell, right? The concerns that Jazzy talked about are true. You got to worry about EA and and what uh, you know piss poor decisions they're going to make for. yeah, Star Wars Battlefront Two or other games, but or all NBA their sports lives. games. Yeah, yeah. all of their sports games. Well, Madden and FIFA are still. I'd say Madden and FIFA are, are yeah are huge, but but just cancel it. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll we'll see what uh, what happens here. Um, my last little my last little news topic is uh, Nintendo is, and we've heard this before, but we have official numbers now, reportedly upping Switch production to 25 to 30 million units in 2018. So, plans in still in early stages, but beginning in April, the start of the fiscal year um, for electronics, Nintendo will significantly ramp up production of the popular handheld console, um, the hybrid, uh, hybrid, and has already informed some of its business partners um, 
according to the Wall Street Journal. So that's that's good. Nintendo sometimes does shit, doesn't tell the supporters, and pisses people off. So mm-hmm. they're communicating. That's great. Uh, the plan is still in early stages, and Nintendo intends to monitor holiday sales closely and make necessary adjustments in the event demand merits a further increase to the number of units it plans to produce. So that's great. We did get some numbers here um, about their last quarter. The Switch released in March, and between then and the end of September, Nintendo has reported a sales of 7.63 million units um, for the um, for the Nintendo Switch. The company plans to sell an additional 9.1 million units by March of next year. Um, according to its October quarterly earnings report, if Nintendo meets these goals, the Twitch sales would would be almost 17 million units in the first year uh, for the Nintendo Switch. That's a big deal because if you it's actually four million more than the Wii U's life expectancy or, or four, full yeah, life. and its yeah. entire lifetime, the Wii U uh, only reached 13.56 million sales over the entirety. Of its five-year lifetime. That's awful. 17 million Switch in its first year, and then they're talking about 25 to 30 million ramping up in 2018. You add those together, and you're talking numbers that technically would be above the Xbox One. Uh, as far as the last public number that we got from Microsoft. So you're st- and honestly, not that far from PlayStation. Yeah. The Switch is proving to people that a cheaper, lower graphic device with a hybrid functionality of, of you know, on-the-go or home play is very much in demand. And uh, first-party games have been great. You got two games right now that, we, honestly, right now, we don't know if Mario or Zelda is going to win Game of the Year because they're both going to be there, and they're both considered highly favorites. And you do have other games like Horizon Zero Dawn and, mm. and other great games that hit this year. But Nintendo's got two Goliaths coming to coming to the award ceremony this year. Um yeah, I uh I you think Mario Odyssey will get game of the year? I don't think so. I don't I don't want it to. And so, and that's going to be unpopular to some people. Some people believe it is the game of the year hands down. I don't I think I think out of the two, Zelda hands down beats Mario as far as game of the year goes, but um you know, I believe Nintendo will walk away with it. I just don't know which game's going to take it. My concern with Mario is it's a late in the year release too. Usually, a lot of those games, some sometimes they're not out long enough. But this game just got so much. It's the fastest selling Mario game of all time. It's you know it's got all these things and it's got all this attention. So it's not typical of a game where it's like, man, that that game should have been in the running for game of the year and just you know it didn't make it because it only had thirty to sixty days. So uh, I just as uh, much as I like Mario, it's a fun game. It's my kids love it. I just don't see it being as a a game of the year candidate to me. I don't know why. Yeah, I I I mean it'll be a I I consider it a candidate. I don't believe it deserves the win. Um, but we'll see. Only time will tell. But this um anyways the the health of Nintendo is better. It's back, right? Like they're making theme parks and they're doing like they're sharing their IPs with with other other companies now. They are just 
they're they're running on all cylinders now. They and finally realized they need to shake things up and change yeah. their business model where they were going to go the way of Sega. Yeah, and these numbers are just they're they're amazing. They're yeah. the, the rebound. I mean, the rebound recovery of of this system and of this company with the projection of what they're saying in 2018 is if they do this, they very well could catch PlayStation in 2019. I, I think it's only a matter of time before they catch PlayStation because you still can't find a freaking... Switches are still... Yeah, they're still not... I mean, they're easier, but, I mean, y- they still sell out. They still sell almost as quickly as they come in. Yeah, like, I mean, again, you can go to go to GameStop and most definitely find one. You can probably get a good bundle. But, like, my thing was always go somewhere off-brand like a Myers or a Target just to see if they have it. Yeah. And, like, people who don't go to GameStop, like, see that at Target or Myers, they're going to be like, oh... I might get this for my niece or nephew for Christmas or something like that. Yeah, and that's a th- and and then comes into play the fact that this that the price point of this is considerably lower than the PS4 Pro or the mm-hmm. Xbox One X, the newer products of Sony and Microsoft. Now, I'm not saying you can't go get a PS4 or an Xbox One S for less than a switch mm-hmm. but but the idea the, the thing about the switch is it still feels like a value it yeah. still feels like i don't know i think it's because it's a hybrid because you can take it on the go because you can dock it at home because the one system can you, you if you have two kids you don't but you buy the one system in a game and you go like there's no additional purchasing that's necessary right out the gate and Speaking of that, I saw this lady out with her kids, and they both had switches. I was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> you couldn't just let them play one system. You had to get them both a switch. One had the color one, and one had the Mario one. So she bought them. Huh? I don't know. Who knows? But um, so that's great news for Nintendo. We're, we're gonna obviously keep track of this uh, fiscal year as it ends. Hopefully, they hit their marks, and then the the uh, the production is just out of control. So good stuff. Um, that's been our attack on the news. So for these topics and much more, visit MotorCityGaming.com and continue the conversation in our Discord community. Um, and if you're not getting enough Games Old Podcast, if you're enjoying us, you're reading the blogs, and you're just like, man, guys, why can't you have a show every day of the week? Well, the problem is, is that we aren't uh, making enough money, so we have to have our day jobs. That's why we do make GameZilla Alpha, though. It is a weekly topic podcast. You need to go listen to it. Go listen to this Corn Shack interview. It is amazing. If you're a YouTuber, go listen. It's going to help your YouTube channel. But... Um, you need that extra dose of Zilla activity. So GameZilla Alpha is where it's at. So, all right. Uh, other than that, it's time to uh, get Jazzy back into the swing of things. He's been kind of quiet. So here's some esports. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my God, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon. Oh, let's break it. All right, guys. Moment of silence. Real quick. Okay. Done. We lost a great in the esports world recently. Oh. Dennis Internet Hulk. How... I can't even say his... Halika? He was the um, coach for Team Liquid. 
Mm-hmm. So Overwatch team. He was actually making a transition into becoming the coach for Team Liquid's uh, League of Legends team. And um, he unfortunately uh, came down with an infection, couldn't fight it off, and passed away at uh, 33 years old. So, yeah, not early. Hey, this guy's been around esports ever since it's you know come to. He was a player himself and then transitioned into coaching. Huge in the Overwatch scene, huge in the league scene, huge for Team Envy esports. Team Liquid Esports, so the fact that we lost him recently is going to be a huge loss to the community of esports. They yeah. just did a, um, a tournament for him over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Hulktastic Cup. Super sad news, and uh, you know our, our uh, prayers and, and wishes and everything go out to the family and, and friends. That's, uh, that's always... Yeah, just being so young, you know, being so young and and unexpected, and it's. And if you read a lot of like the tweets and stuff like that, that people are are still throwing to his Twitter page and stuff like that, it's a lot of people saying like they don't understand because he was always so energetic and so lively, and he was like a big strong dude, and it's like something like a a little infection you wouldn't think would be able to take him down, and it's just yeah, you know, sad. It's sad. So sorry to hear. It's been a good run, uh, Mr. Hulk, but uh, we will definitely uh, miss you and go on the best we can. Other net uh, updates for preseason, like we said, League of Legends, those are live now. So if you're a League fan, take some time, read them over, see what's going on. Um, Cable put it really well earlier. It's kind of leveled the playing field because everybody's kind of getting their feet wet. So now would be a great time to hop in and start playing some league if you have never played before or if you've uh, taken a break, hop back in because everything is going to be new, fresh, and everybody's kind of learning that new meta. So I personally like all the changes. Um, I know Cable, you got a little dose of the way that they the ruins and masteries work before this new preseason mm-hmm. so h- how do you think the differences are so far and to me i didn't understand the ruins and masteries i just followed like grim said i'll go on to like probuild.com or metapro or whatever and i would just copy what famous uh esports player that i knew and see if it worked for me or not i didn't know exactly what any of the rooms do did or how they would help in any kind of way this they changed all that. They show. They tell you what it does. They tell you what it, what procs it. They tell you what the cooldown is and what movement speed is, and how to build it out to make it even better than what you can like you can before. Like I like it. It show. It's like it put me on an even playing field that I can set up a mastery page or a ruin page that I feel will compete with someone else's. And if I don't like it, I can still go see their page and see like what they did and what they did. Why were they chunking my health down so fast? I can just do that on the fly and just look at it. It, it made it to me. It makes it such an even playing field. If I don't, if you don't know about Ruins and masteries, this is a better. In, it's a better intro into it. Because when I first saw it, I was overwhelmed. I had no idea. It was just a big circle with a bunch of hexagons on it. Mm-hmm. So this made it so much easier for me to understand. And oh, I can if I put this, this, and this, I get this to proc, and like I get klepto, where I can constantly steal people's pots and get mana and all that kind of stuff. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Made it a lot easier for some people who are new to the game. All right, and then Jay, someone who's uh, a little more tenured than uh, Cable, but hasn't been around since season two like me. What are your thoughts on it? I uh, 
I like like I, I like it. I said earlier in the in the episode that I thought the changes were good for newcomers. I think the problem I have with it the most is that I just felt like I was kind of getting in the groove of something and now it's all been shaken up. And so mm-hmm. for me it's kind of like the heart the the work I put into the game almost feels like part of it I lost. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just for me it's it's slightly frustrating cuz it's like I had builds and I had understanding of how some things worked so I could try to counter someone and have a good game. And now I feel like I'm completely back at the at the drawing board where it's like, I'm just going to take my champ because I know I'm best with this champ. I don't know if my build's going to be what I need it to be. I don't know. like, And that's to me, that's a little bit of a turnoff. But it also is that reason why I want to play and I want to try to understand it and, and break back in because now I do feel like the guy over here that has played 500 games, 1,000 games to my you know couple hundred, he's doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. And so I have to look at it like that is that everybody's dealing with what I'm dealing with. It's not just because I'm relatively new. you know. And so, um, yeah, it's... It's good for newcomers. It's good for the game in the sense that the learning curve, I feel, has been lessened. Um, right now, it feels it feels not like that. But I believe as time goes on and we understand it more, it will be because because we don't have three trees and 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 like I don't even know how many how many rows of different options. Like it feels more like I pick these three things and I pick these three things. And I go on my way, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's it. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I like that, um, feel better. And I also, it also feels better where like you pick two, like, you pick two like trees, right? And, uh, you know, so like domination and precision, right? And something that, uh, for AEC seems to be the way to, to focus. And I, um, I find myself where it feels more like a primary and secondary, concept than the old version did like i'd always put 18 down one tree mm-hmm. which would be damage right and yep. then i go put 12 somewhere i never like the 12 just felt like i have 12 extra points just throw them like i never it never felt like a primary secondary feel in the old ways this way it feels like i'm p- picking these and then these the, the secondary is helping you know helping me um get advantages with the first things i picked like they feel interconnected almost mm-hmm. I like that. So, yeah, I mean, time will tell, but so far I like everything minus tanks being ungodly right now. Like <laughs> I cannot understand. Yep. And I've played tank where I've <laughs> I've been surrounded by their entire team and I'm like, I'm still alive. I'm in the old game, I'd be dead by now. I'm still alive. In the old game, I'd be dead right now. I'm under their turret taking shots and I'm still alive. <laughs> like it's 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 unbelievable how strong the tank game is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for somebody who's been playing since Season 2 and has basically been around since Ruins and Masteries existed, pretty much, um, I think this is a good thing overall, and here's why. I think a lot of your high-end players that have put a lot of time into the game are going to be kind of annoyed or irritated because it's something new that they have to kind of look up and figure out and stuff like that, but those players also should want to be the ones to put the time in and figure that out so they can get those advantages like they did before. Here's why it's good. Everybody gets it from the start. Like, 
nobody is left out. Like you start a new character, you get ruins and masteries. In the old in the olden days, you had to wait for certain levels, and then you'd unlock another ruin or another mastery set, and another ruin at this level, and another mastery set. No, everybody's kind of on that even playing field that they get ruins and masteries. And here's the best part of all of it that we haven't said yet, and is the biggest perk to all of this. It's all free. Yes. The yeah. old ruins you had to buy. Mm-hmm. And when you had to buy them, you then it's like you bought a whole set of tier Which, one. Then you, you leveled yeah. up, and then you had to buy a whole set of tier two, and then and you, you had leveled to buy up. With and, IP. Had to, and you had to buy them with your influence points. Yeah, so you, so couldn't, you even, couldn't get your champs. You couldn't yeah. get, yeah. So even if you were level 30 and you were just learning the game and you and you blew all your IP on, like, attack damage, and then you, were, you fell in love with a different position, like Cable moved to support, and he's like, oh, I love support, but I don't have any IP, and the, the ruins are all different. And you couldn't, like, even if he wanted to drop five bucks just so that he could build out his build right then and there, he couldn't. He'd have to go play games until he earned enough IP to then go back and buy the runes. And yep. it was just like, no, that's yeah, not how. drop real yeah. money to you, buy them with riot points. You couldn't buy them with riot points. Some of them. In the early days, you could. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yep. So, I don't know. I, you are 100% right with that. That was a, another reason where you take, yeah. you take the learning curve. And just the entry fee of league, and you've cut if you lessened it. Yep. So it'll be interesting um, to see how we go how we go forward with it. Um, Riot has been, like I said, making patch updates to kind of strengthen and buff people. Like, um, pretty sure they cut real quick Sona because <laughs> with the new uh, ruins and masteries with Sona, she was basically untouchable. Like she could heal damage and speed herself and her team up all at the same time continually mm-hmm. with a certain build out if you got max level. It was just ridiculous. But All right, other than that, I just want to have one other discussion topic on esports with you guys. And esports has a number of people in this list that they came out with of the top 10 ninjas in video games. I'm going to read them off to you, and I want to see what your thoughts are on this list. If they forgot anybody, or if you think that the list should be changed a little bit, all right? Okay. Number 10, Mark of the Ninja. Okay. Number 9, Kennen from League of Legends. Good ninja. Good ninja. The Mark of the Ninja is ninja. So that, like, the way I said it was a little weird, but ninja is the ninja of Mark of the Ninja. Got it. Number 8, Hatsuma from Shinobi. Money. Gotta love Shinobi. Strider Hiru from Strider. Strider's... So, I like him. Strider's big time. OG. Number six. Ibuki from Street Fighter. Okay. 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 Number five. Genji. Overwatch. Okay. Number four. Shen. League of Legends. Wow. Shen's up there. Number three. Raiden. Metal Gear Rising... I don't know about he's not revenge. Really <laughs> he's way too high. Number two, Scorpion slash Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Oh. They're combining them. Okay, then whatever. So who the hell's number one? And then? the I number one that. ninja is Ryu Habatsua from Ninja Gaiden. Oh yeah, Ryu Habatsua um, or yeah. Habatsua. I, I can't think of it. Um. So what do we think of this list? We obviously have some Metal major Gear, the, your sport, a, a lot. A lot of it's good, minus the Metal Gear Rising. I think. I think um, Raiden um, doesn't belong. If he belongs on that list, it's it's like ten. 
Yeah, he's mm. at the bottom. But because he was what number five, four? He was three. He was number three. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Because sub sub scorpion was one. Well, uh, one was slot, two, yep. one slot. Um, yeah, yeah, nowhere, no way. Bottom five, and I would prefer him at ten. Yeah. Um, that he's yeah no because he's not. He's had one game. I mean, maybe like he's been in other things, but like his his actual main feature has been one game, and it wasn't very good. He shouldn't be at there. I mean, be. I guess maybe that's not the factoring piece of ninjas within video games, but like when you name off these other games of like you know Shinobi and Strider and Strider and you know games that have been around since like NES, you know there's a, there's Strider on NES for God's sake. So like, I mean, I I don't know. And then like yeah, Ninja Gaiden uh, is like. Ryu should be number one. Yeah. Because he's a badass. But when you think, when you're giving me those and then number three is just is yeah. Metal Gear Rising, I'm Which like, technically, no. Technically, it couldn't be considered a ninja. No. So, so then how about this? I will uh, defer to the most played Overwatch player here. How do you feel about Genji being on the list and not Hanzo? Well, Hanzo's not a ninja, so. He's not considered a ninja, you don't think? No. And Genji just needs healing, so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess like Genji is uh, more traditional with the yeah, he's more traditional with the katana, katana and everything. Right. Hanzo though is he's more considered an archer. He's an archer, yeah. So I mean, I guess like could he still be a ninja? I mean, I mean there are ninja archers. So, that's what I mean. But, yeah, like he yeah. still could be considered a ninja. But like out of those two, I guess if you were to ask me who's more of a ninja, I probably would agree with Genji. Oh, Genji for sure. I was so. just. Seeing how you feel, like if he was a ninja, I don't know if like his backstories. I, I, I know that they're brothers, right? I don't mind <laughs> the list at all, except for Metal Gear Rising. Like, get get him out of there. He's no, uh, no yeah. way. I think split, Strider. Here, yeah. you you want to know what to do? You split Sub Zero and Scorpion, and you just drop off <laughs> Metal Gear Rising. You mm-hmm. just drop off the entire list. I and mean, what about and the dude from Tenchu? Tenchu Z. I can't think of his name. Yeah, uh, we had one. We had another call out in in Twitch from Craig that said, "What about Shadow from Final Fantasy VI? Like, there's there's ninjas that we're not thinking of, right? Clearly in bigger games, but I mean, Metal Gear Rising, like. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. And then putting him at three is insane. Yeah, I can think of like four other ninjas that could possibly remove him. Like I would. I, <sighs> yeah. I just thought it was interesting because I looked through this list and I was like, man, I like. Even to me, I'm a huge league fan, and I was like, Shen and Kennen, like, really, guys? Like, they both made the list, and okay, cool, I'm happy, for, but like, really, like, there's not other ninjas out there that couldn't have made this list. You know, yeah. I mean, so. yeah, Shin and Kinnan, like Kinnan being low, I was like, okay, Shin, I thought was a little high, so like I would, I guess I would probably slide, I'd, I'd slide because Shin was above Strider, mm-hmm. you know, so like there, like I would, I would probably yeah. reorganize a little bit, and these these League of Legends guys could still make the list because because I do think of them um, in nin, you know that ninja form. I also think of Zed as a ninja. You know, I know he's an assassin, but he does he is very ninja feel. Right. Um, you know. I so. think Shen I mean, made it high on the list. Basically be- a ninja, so yeah. right. I think Shen made it high on the on the list just because he used to actually have a buff in the game. They've since taken it out and it's still like a little a little emote thing that's on his list. But they used to have a buff that used to say, I'm a flippin' ninja. 
<laughs> and that was his buff. That was, he's a ninja. <laughs> I think I think Shin's also Shin has also been very popular within league and been on multiple world championship teams. Um, so he has that exposure. Uh, for sure, you know more so than Kinnan. Like I, I'm not saying those two should flop switch. Like Shin is the ninja of league in the sense of like overall popularity. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Oh, very good. That's all I had on esports this week. Got a little bit of uh, you know League of Legends actions in there. The unfortunate passing of uh, the Hulk, and then uh, you know oh, oh, wait, ninjas. Wait, 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 you're not going to shout out. These guys for their win this weekend? No, no. Shout out Cloud Nine. They did win. Uh, was it a tournament? It was, it was just a, tournament. a yeah CS:GO tournament this weekend. Cloud yeah. Nine took home the yeah they take home everything. the big prize. They're the best in League of Legends worlds every year. <laughs> for an A, <laughs> I'll give you that because it's you statistically correct. You can't gauge it on anything else, Jazzy. So it's I mean, come on. Statistically correct. Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's go through a quick muster bust. In concert, they would fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Must or bust? Bust. <laughs> this week, I kind of agree with you. There's a lot of busts. Oh. Um, so yeah, let's go through this. This is uh, the weekly topic that we're trying. We're trying to turn this into our weekly topic for you guys, where we talk about some of the games that have either just come out or are going to come out this week slash you know next week, depending on the weird dates that they uh, that they finish in. But um, basically, we have Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh, man. That's the big question one, right? <laughs> I'm going bust. <laughs> I, I was really I really want to get this game and I really want to play it, but I don't think I am. I think especially with the X that I have now, like playing everything that I am enjoying on that and the new ruins and masteries for League, plus I still haven't started the Frozen Wilds for Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't think I'm getting this game. I'm gonna say bust. All right. Uh cable. I'm going to say bus for me as well, just because I, I already have a lot of games. Like, Call of Duty has really gotten my attention right now, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I'm, like, fucking addicted to League right now, so I, I just can't see myself playing another shooter because I don't need another Destiny on my hand because I feel like I'm going to play this for, like, maybe a month or two, and then it's just going to lose its traction, and I'm not going to care about it. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the concern of this game. I'm still going to pick it up uh, because I want the campaign. It's canon-based uh, campaign here. So I'm still going to sit there and say it's a semi-must, but I have high concerns with all of the flip-flopping that EAs and DICE are doing with this game where it's like we're changing this about the loot boxes but then people are getting upset about other paywalls that that all of a sudden showed up and then all of a sudden they're changing those so it feels like uh, EA and them are in a position where they just can't win it feels like whatever decision they're going to make there's going to be more and more people that just stack up against this game so I'm going to go in, I'm going to enjoy the campaign I don't know. I'm not really that interested in the multiplayer because of the the until until I see otherwise. And uh, you know, it's just kind of uh, in the middle of the road right now. It's not. I was way more excited for this game uh, E3 when this got announced at E3, mm-hmm. it, and they took the stage and they talked about it. It was like, wow! For for once, you listened, and now it just slowly seems to be crumbling. And it was like everything was fixed. 
and then they threw the beta out and it was like everything that they fixed they were they destroyed like yep. none of none of the promises that they fixed in E3 were like there Yep, that's coming out on the seventeenth. So that's uh, into into this week. Coming out uh, tomorrow, we have The Sims Four for PS4, Xbox One. This is kind of one of the 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 welcome back to Sims games. Um, it is gonna it is going to carry the um, the herbs, I believe, whatever they call them. The the, the more like fun uh, simulation where you mm-hmm. can you can do all sorts of stuff with zombies and all sorts like there's gonna be a lot of extras packed into this game um if you're a sims fan i guess it's kind of a welcome back you know you, you haven't really had a whole lot to to look forward to uh it's a it's a bust for me i'm not interested in a game like this yeah i won't pick it up because i just don't have the time i was really really into the sims game and uh, like it's the same thing with the roller coaster tycoon like i get into these these spurts where it's like i go hard on them because i'm super interested and i actually uh had picked up the mobile app game sim city um not that long ago and put a lot of time into it and built my city up but then it's kind of like i do it for a short period of time and i'm like okay i'm done with it um so i think for me it's a bust now, but I could see myself picking this up and having that spurt at some point. So if you're a Sims fan, I think it's going to be great. I'm going to go, that's a must if you're a Sims fan. Yeah. Because my sister is a huge Sims fan and she's dying to play this game. Yeah. And like I used to watch the videos that people were making with them and I thought they were pretty funny. It's pretty cool. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a must if you're a huge Sims fan. No. Okay. And then a couple games that we uh, we missed on, they, they just came out, uh, would be Doom. For the Nintendo Switch, which is beginning rave reviews, people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe how well it plays on the Switch." Mind you, yes, they they dumbed down the graphics, the frame rates lower. Like they, there are those things that people are aware of, but the game still plays so well on this device that they were like, "I have no idea how a game like Doom's going to perform." So, A, gives huge hope for what else they can bring to the Switch. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're a Doom fan, I think it's a must. If, if, if you missed Doom um, during the whole, you know, when it came out uh, for PS4, Xbox One, it's a great game. Uh, it, it won um, many awards for the amazing music, uh, soundtrack it has, and it was up for multiplayer of the year. Like, it's a great game. Um, so if you don't have the ability to play it on a PS4, Xbox One, and maybe you only own a Switch, I think it's a must if you are thinking of replaying this and you like the idea of the portability along with what sounds like a bunch of improvements for the multiplayer aspect of this game, uh, the Switch version seems to be a big hit. Let's put this into perspective and be real, though. I was watching a good friend of the show, Testonomics, stream this all weekend on his Switch, and it looks great. So, like, I, I don't even want to say, even though they dumbed down every all the graphics and stuff to put it on a Switch, I still think the game looks great. I had no problems with the way the game looked when he, while he was streaming it. And the only other shooter you have on the Switch is Splatoon 2, which is dead. So um, if it's you like shooting dead. stuff, it's not dead. then buy this game. It's on life support. <laughs> <laughs> it's a must just for the super soundtrack alone. That yep. is one good soundtrack. Yep. Uh, another one that just came out um, would be Super Lucky t- uh, Lucky's Tale, uh, a game that I've been playing. It's an Xbox exclusive. It's by Microsoft Studios and Playful. And honestly, if you like Banjo Kazooie, if you like uh, Donkey Kong 64, if you like that 3D platforming world game, 
um, this feels like that. Like I, I, I didn't do enough research to find out if people on, at Playful, people at Microsoft Studios were indeed rare uh, employees at one point, but that's what it feels like. And uh, unlike Ukulele, I feel like this game controls seem to be better. It, it still has its shortcomings, but for a $30 game, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and it, and it is giving me that nostalgia. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I would it's, a game, sure. it's a game to check out for sure. Um, it's Xbox. It's a bus. <laughs> of course. No, I like of course. I like the like the 3d world that you like hop into like <laughs> a different zone and bam it's a 2d side scroller yeah which is super cool that the game bounces back and forth yep um and then the other one that i wanted to bring up was skyrim coming up here for the nintendo switch so an elder scroll skyrim uh game has been around forever if you've never played it then and again your only access is switch then you're gonna enjoy a very open world fun game but uh you know for for me it's a it's a bust i'm not going i'm not interested in picking up another copy of this game i've played it many times and uh you know, but but it is a it's a classic. It's an all time great in, in its uh, franchise and in its series. But um, you know, uh, hit and miss for me. I, I I think some people will really enjoy it. Like uh, like a Tessonomics who's never played Skyrim, he'll enjoy it because he's yeah. looking for more content for his Nintendo Switch. He should have. I think if you haven't played Skyrim before, then it's a must on the switch because of the capabilities of being able to play it on console or pick up and go definitely a game you could do that with so you know you gotta you're get up a little bit early you're playing on your living room television and then you, oh you got to go to work and you got to hop on the bus you could just pick it up and continue playing this game i think it's perfectly designed for it however like grim said <laughs> i've played this game way too much as it is and i don't want to play it again <laughs> yep uh, a must though is coming up November 14th, tomorrow. Rocket League for the Nintendo Switch. Oh. So Rocket... Cross-platform? Oh, yeah. not yep. yet. Or is it cross-platform? It's going to have... It's going to have... I don't know if it'll be day one, but it is going to support cross-platform. Um, 20 bucks on the eShop. Rocket League. If... <laughs> If you know Rocket League, then here's your portable way to play it, which is a must. If you've never played Rocket League, it's still a must. Pick it up. Like Rocket League is so much fun. It's so simplistic. It's fun with 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 other people. It's fun to play solo. Like it's just a good, cheap game that you know you should own. You should have it in some form. And I think again on the Switch, it's perfect because. You have it at home, you have it on the go, multiplayer online, multiplayer locally. And it has offline mode you can play. And mm-hmm. all, Yeah, so I mean, it's just, you, you can't beat it. So on the same day that that's coming out, you're also getting LA Noir um, for the Switch, which is a re-release. Um, that's a bust for me. I've already what? Played, I've already played through the game. It's, but it's, you know, it's, no, the new one's getting rezzed up in 4K. Doing this, the, this is for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay. It's coming out for the PlayStation 4. P- yeah, it's coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's going to get some sort of graphic boost. But it's still, if you never play LA Noir, it's a great game. Are you going to buy it? I'm going to get it for the PlayStation, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. You've played through it, though, right? Yeah, it's still a good game. I don't like, know. I haven't it's played it that long. It's such a story driven. It's such a. This, like, again, I'm not going to ruin anything because there's people that haven't played it. But, like, I feel like once you play through that game once. It's not one of those. It's like until dawn. 
It was a great game, right? Mm-hmm. But are you really going to play through that game again? You know the twist. You know the outcome. You know everything. I haven't played it in so long, so I forgot most of the story. That's true. I guess if you haven't played it in a long time, you do. There and is you, that op. There is that that come. Yeah, there is that. And you can. When you solve the crimes, there's different ways of solving them, and I'm pretty sure I messed up on a bunch. So there, there is, and that's the same thing with Until Dawn is you can get the yeah, different outcomes. It's the but butterfly in, effect. But in you the end, change. you know right what's after you. You know the twist. You know, like you know. Oh, that's Until Dawn tried to get a replay value out of the trophy system in that where it's like kill all the males but yeah. keep all the females alive right. kill all yeah, the females but keep value. the males alive yeah. and then you had to keep playing through the storyline yeah. to try to get those outcomes yep yeah. all right so that's coming out you have uh, batman the telltale series season one hitting the switch on the 14th you have rhyme coming to the Nintendo switch finally for uh, november 14th that's a game that's already been out on ps4 and xbox um super cool looking game but it had some some issues but a lot of patchwork has fixed that so hopefully when the Switch version hits, uh, it'll be pretty clean. Uh, Injustice 2 hitting the PC on the 14th. It's a big week. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff happening. Uh, D-Blob hitting PS4 and Xbox One. Another uh, re-release. We have Harvest Moon, Light of Hope coming out to the PC on the 14th. And of course, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, November 17th for the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. That's another game I think would be a lot of fun on the Switch. I'm actually getting that for the Switch for Xavier. Yep. Um, we talked about The Sims, and other than, and we talked about Skyrim. Oh, also, oh, actually, you know what? Skyrim VR hits on the 17th. So the VR um, for the PS4 um, and uh, uh, will be will be launching Ooh. on the 17th. Um, Maybe, even though I said I wouldn't play that again. VR might pull me back into yeah. it especially since it's like that first person view type of game like i think it'd be real yeah. cool in vr and that's psvr only right now they have not uh i, I think it's a timed exclusive where they'll eventually get to your uh, steam and oculus and all that but right now it's just playstation vr so nice there you have it that's the muster bust this week uh tune in every week for the muster bust or keep an eye out in the blog keep an eye out with youtube as uh, some new projects are in the works to uh to expand on maybe our weekly game release and what we think you should pay attention to and maybe what you should wait for to go on sale um and then of course what you should probably just avoid completely like the xbox one eh? <laughs> oh god what are you talking about? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Remember that you can influence this podcast by joining us on Patreon, patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast. Yeah, and then we want to thank the Detroit Beard Collective once again for sponsoring this episode of the GameZilla podcast. Remember to use that code MCGAMING to save 20% on all your beard grooming orders over $25. For retro gaming is your thing, then listen to the Legend of Retro podcast every Thursdays in all the same great places you listen to us. I know they've uh, just had their questions show where yeah. they answered all your questions uh, a couple back. Um, you know, not saying they the answered them right, but I yeah. mean, they answered them. And then they had another uh, another music-based uh, yeah. um, show, which people seem to really love. So good guys over yep. there. Good, good guys. Good thing going over there. All right. Craig so, WK, um, my third favorite coast yeah last big announcement guys um i finally am allowed to say something what 
Yep. So um, for everybody that uh, hung out and listened to the entire podcast, you're going to get a little bit of an early announcement here before it hits social media and everything. But we want to get everybody excited for the new podcast that is going to be coming to Motor City Gaming. Um, we want to get ready to uh, get excited. Dungeons and Dragons. And we're calling it Noobs and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Noobs and Dragons will be dropping this Wednesday. Episode one of Noobs and Dragons will be on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, MotorCityGaming.com, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure to look up Noobs and Dragons. Make sure to subscribe, follow, heart emoji, poop emoji, give us that five stars. Tell the world about the new show starring. Yeah, who's the dungeon master? Starring Tell the him. dungeon master himself, Craig WK. He will be crafting a story that is twisted dark and confusing for us because we've never played dungeons and dragons but we're trying to get through his sick world and that's right myself jazzy fiddle and chop snyder chops himself is returning to motor city gaming in an epic way as we all take our new characters and play through this new story all for you in a weekly podcast every wednesday you'll be able to continue the story as jandar alistair and tilly go on an adventure unlike anything you've ever seen before man baby crew looks excited he does. i'm excited He's in awe. i'm excited he like, was like craig wk that's like my third favorite Legend of Retro co-host. So once again, but noobs. my favorite dungeon master. <laughs> once again, we got a new podcast coming to Motor City Gaming. It is called Noobs and Dragons. It is a D&D podcast. It is weekly every Wednesday and we want you to make sure you check out and listen to the first episode this Wednesday, November 15th. Don't miss it. I can't wait. I haven't even listened to the episode yet because I'm like trying to trying to hold off. I'm excited, but the people that did test listen, um, they are very happy. Let's just put it that way. So enjoy. We can't wait to get bring more to you. But this is that next piece. This is that next show. I test listened. You now have Alpha Gamezilla Alpha on Sundays. You got us live Mondays here on twitch.tv slash Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on Tuesday mornings. On Wednesdays, you're getting Noobs and Dragons. And on Thursdays, The Legend of Retro. We are filling out your week with video game and nerd-related topics, stories, and fun. So make sure that you're following us. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you join Patreon for early access on these things. And, uh, you know... Thanks, thanks for all the support, and we're excited to yet again bring you more content from Motor City Gaming. So, um, Besides that, I want to remind everybody, our collaboration with Sheriff of Patties, we are giving away a Logitech 
G703 wireless gaming mouse. It is a super nice mouse from Logitech. Uh, and we're, we'll, it's going through the month of November. So right now, head on over to morecitygaming.com. Find us on social media. Go find Sheriff of Patties. Wherever it is that you're going to look, you'll find that link. Click on it. Enter. We're going to name a winner at the end of the month. And, uh, you know, you're getting entries just by following us. So there you go. That's, uh, I think that's all I got. Anything Ugh. else that you need to say there, no, Jazzy? you've said enough. Okay. I'm noobs and dragons. That's all that matters. We can delete the rest of this episode and just leave the announcement noobs and dragons. I had early access to listen to that show. Not because I was trying to, like, you know, tell you whether it was a good show or not, but because I had to remember what I did. Because I forgot. <laughs> That's the best part. I'm so excited to, like, relive my what I've already done. But I'm also excited for, like, the next recording where we're going to continue this. So, like, I'm just like a listener where I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? You know? So it, the fact that I'm getting that excited means I think it's going yeah, to I lived it, transition. and I'm getting exciting for reliving it. Yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. So, uh, all right. Well, just remember, um, Cable, well, first of all, Cable, do you have anything that you would like to talk about you're going to be jumping on the stream for some call of duty yeah or? i'll probably be finishing up the uh, campaign tomorrow tomorrow that sounds very definite catch them tomorrow twitch.tv slash gamezilla podcast yeah hit I mean, that sub button if you can if you got amazon prime use it free sub every month make gamezilla your free sub and if he's not on streaming the rest of that campaign tomorrow i want you to go to MotorCityGaming.com, click the Discord button, and call him join out. Join Discord and call him out and tell me, so I can beat his ass. That's it. All right, hey, I'm skinny now. You can do it, probably do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, just remember, we are the Elite Free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on.